Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 82, and I'll be talking to Hayden Starbuck, who leads a magical life rooted in nature, critters, and creativity. Her focus is to share the beauty of her world with others through jewelry and wearable fibers. Mystic Beach Studio. And to expose more people to the fabulousness of her creativity through her podcast, The Curious Creatrix. Hello and welcome to Hayden. How are you, Hayden? I am doing fabulously. How are you? I am excited for our free flow conversation. This is going to be such a treat. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) We live in a world of so much structure and so much formation and so much systems and rigidity to a certain degree. But the world that you're living is the complete opposite. So I'm really excited to delve into some of these pieces like what do you believe about yourself in this world of creativity and flow and creations from all levels? Hmm, It's so interesting because I... You know, obviously I'm a human being on this planet having to have relationships with other human beings on this planet who have requirements and their own set of time frames. And it's it's very strange to be a person who wants to live more in flow, but not live in a world that also is that way. So I I think for I'm almost getting the image of like a little turtle that pops his head out every once in a while, looks around and goes, okay, still checking in, still here. But then I go back into my world and where everything is free and happy and, and fun. Not that that can't happen in the outside world, but I, yeah. Who, who do I, who do I think I am? Yeah, I'm just trying to get every moment kind of milk it for its potential. And for me, that's not about, striving to make money or you know get to the top of the ladder before everybody else or something it's like hey oh cool tree I think I'll go look at it (laughs) a bee digging a hole in the ground I'm gonna go stare at that for a while um I'm just a little kid I think I think that's probably it (laughs) but I love that because that's where that wonder comes from that's where that curiosity and that sense of adventure really comes from as children right it just gets beaten out of us as we get older. Yep. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Oh, I think that's the whole purpose of school is to take these little free flowing formed beings and, and sort of slowly chip them away and squeeze them into a little box so that they can become good little workers. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. no, thank you. Yeah, that's what I said too. <laughs> 
good for us. Mm-hmm. Took me a while to get there, you know. It took yeah. me a while, but you know, we get there slowly. Yeah. Well, you, you got to see what's actually happening and and try it on. Does it work for you? Does it not work for you? And then make your own decisions. Some people feel really comfortable in that box. That's right. I feel That's suffocated. Right. I'd rather not have a box. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can we remove this? You know, Except it's... for napping. I think it might be cozy. That's why cats like boxes, I think, right? <laughs> a little nap. A little cozy place. But yeah. 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 But a cabin in the woods, like what looks and feels like where you are, yeah. would be uh, a good representation of a box for me to um, to take a little nap. and. Yeah, that's true. Reju- rejuvenate. I, I have hanging chairs and hammocks. And I just follow the sun around. And... I will be there. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what do you believe is your calling? Why is Hayden here? You know, it's, that's such a weird question for me because I don't, I, you know, I, I, I think about it once in a while, purpose and calling and all that. And I, mm-hmm. I think my calling and my purpose is just to be here. I, I think a lot of people have really, really clear like lightning bolt things that tell them they must do this. They must, and I, I think I'm, I, I don't, I don't get that hmm. for me personally. I, I just sort of feel like being present and learning to be present and being as awake as I can be given what, whatever it is that I have to do in the world. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick one thing, I have always been super connected to animals, super connected to nature so if it comes a time when I have to stand up and go, Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm holding space for these beings then. And, and maybe that's it. I mean, the piece of property I'm on, I didn't set out to have this property, but somehow I have it and, or I'm, I'm co-creating with it. I, you don't, you can't own mm-hmm. land. You can just mm-hmm. hang out on it while you're alive. Um, so maybe I'm meant for some reason to have this piece of property and take care of it. While I'm alive, I, yeah, sorry, don't have a simple yeah. answer for that. That's no apology needed. I like the the flowing kind of response that you, you're sharing. When did you recognize that you have been in this space? Was there a moment of time where there was more rigidity, where there was more structure that maybe you got to a point of going, okay, enough is enough. Mm. I got to be in flow. I got to change my life. I got to change the way I'm showing up in the world. Was there a tipping point for you on that? Yeah. I mean, I think there's tipping points all the time. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's like a, a one moment in life. I grew up with great parents that did allow me to have a lot of freedom. I was exposed to nature and animals and all that at a very young age. So there's always been that flow. And I think when I interact with the outside world, uh, say in a relationship with mm-hmm. another human, um, mostly interpersonal or even a job, you know, I, right. I will do as much as I can to be the best person in that situation. And if it gets to the point where it's like, Ooh, I'm being restricted too much. If, if the situation can't flow with me, then, then that's the tipping point. Right. Um, so they happen. <laughs> they do. Well, that's like, good. No one specific one. Hmm. 
it's it's a good reminder to keep us on track. Yeah, that's just a, in- like a balancing, you know, or the, the, the that pendulum, that spectrum that you just where where am I happiest on this? That's right. It's not like a light switch that's on and off. It's a it's oh. a dimmer switch. <laughs> How much can I tolerate now? Nope, can't tolerate that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is interesting to kind of keep us in check. Yeah. Are we are we operating from the heart still? Or did we move up into the ego mind? Which we all need to a certain degree. But who who's the leader here? Who's following this situation? Yeah. And I do. I mean, I definitely have times when, you know, because I am responsible to other people for certain things. And mm-hmm. I have times where I say yes a little too much. And and I can start feeling like just this this past week, the area under my eyes has started to throb a little. It's like, okay, oh. time to back off. One more time for myself, start saying no a little more. So it's it it for me actually it really is just kind of paying attention to my body and seeing what it's saying and and, and listening and mm-hmm. acknowledging that it, it, it has some wisdom. Yes. Yes. Just a little, right? Just a tad, just like nature. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's my dog. <laughs> That's okay. What do you feel are some of the attributes that connect you to your purpose? Or your beingness in who had and is, because we talked about purpose so many. <laughs> what are the key piece, pieces of you? Attributes. I, I, the first thing that came up for me was just play. If I'm having fun, then I'm on the right path. You know, that's, and if I can bring other people into that and they're having fun, then, oh, we're, we're cruising. This is good people are smiling around me if people are laughing nice you know this it's like being a little kid it's like okay I'm playing who wants to play with me okay this is good let's do it an attribute but that's that's what came to mind and these are key components to not only how you move through the world but how you support others on their journey to creativity and cultivating that creativity yeah. within. Um, you do it through various workshops and pieces like that, right? Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's, you know, I, I think that the, for me, the most exciting thing is when people are curious about themselves and they're curious about their lives, and their desires and their passions and you know art is just it's just expressing yourself and for someone to take the time to figure out what it is that really turns them on you know maybe it's the color yellow (laughs) so you Mm -hmm. do but you know like sometimes I feel like painting sometimes I feel like doing sculpture it's it's kind of whatever calls you in the moment and it's I just provide a space for people to explore themselves and explore the, the beauty that lies within them and get that, that voice stimulated and, and feel safe enough to come out in the world and say, hey, this is, this is what I am inside. You know, because we all, I, I feel like we're this, oh, I'm, I'm picturing an Easter egg or something. So it's, 
you know, maybe it, it goes from a little plain egg and then you crack it open and there's just all this confetti and mm. <laughs> there's like this little party going on inside of me. The human body is such a, it, it contains so much. I mean, who we are on the outside isn't who we are on the inside, you know? So I think art sort of pulls a bit of that excitement out into the world and, and shows people what is going on in the party in you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if I'm I'm drawn to really dark, dark people that want to, because there there's definitely a place for that. That you know, using art to heal. But I'm I'm more drawn to the party people. I guess. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I hold space for people to explore themselves and their their voice, tell their yeah. story. And while that is a beautiful space and an opportunity for you to witness somebody go through that transformation of cracking open this beautiful visual you've given me, this egg that might have, you know, a couple of extra shells on it, some bit of, a couple of cobwebs on there, you know. A little box with a padlock. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it being cracked open or at least pierced and some of the confetti is falling out, this sparkly, bright, colored, light confetti that's just oozing out of the egg. It's a beautiful experience for them and for you to witness. And while you're in flow of holding space for these individuals, do you have a deeper intention as you're guiding them through that process? An intention in the sense of my intention for for them or for me or for the world? For for them, because you're holding space for them in such a nurturing, creative and soft place is what I'm sensing and feeling. That for them to crack open and see that brightness within them is there an intention you hold for them of what they could experience and witness beyond the workshop all the time that they spend with you yeah I mean I think my main intention is that people have I kind of have a conversation with themselves I don't know maybe that came from the the thing we talked about earlier where us getting shoved into boxes but I think people don't have a really good relationship with what they feel, think, and I, how does this happen? I mean, we are us, we are only us, we are nobody else. Yeah. So for me, the intention is that they walk away with a better relationship with themselves. And that's huge, you know, mm-hmm. listening to your own voice, listening to your own desires and, and recognizing that when it does come up. I mean, how many voices are in our heads? which ones are yours, which ones were your moms, your aunties, your fifth grade teacher, your, (laughs) you know, whomever, um, to really be able to hear yourself. I I guess it's kind of tapping into your own intuition. Mm -hmm. I had to put a word on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful opportunity that you, you have that and you, you invite that for individuals, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful work, for sure. It is. 
have you always been in the space of of that depth of creativity and holding that space for them? I don't think so. I think I had to do my own work first. Mm. And because of the pandemic, I started looking at what skills and abilities and things that I had gathered in a lifetime and what I had to offer. And I'm, I'm at a point where being a physical artist isn't quite as, as easy as it once was just because I'm getting older, my body parts are starting to get sore, you know, so it was mm-hmm. nice to have a, a pandemic break from that, <laughs> to be honest. Right. But I really started just assessing what, what I have to offer, what I've learned in life and what I could pass on. And that just seemed like right up my alley you know? Yeah. So yeah, maybe I have, but I now do it intentionally. If that makes sense. Right. Absolutely. I see it in myself now. So now I can offer it. And isn't that the biggest gift often that we see in ourselves, because I'm sure you have recognized it. Other people say, Oh my gosh, Hayden, you're so good at this. This is brilliant. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You know, keep going on, put the kettle on for another cup of tea, but it's, (laughs) You don't see it. Whereas now you're like, ah, oh, a couple of gray hairs later, and you know, a couple of. Cra- <laughs> no, I think it's so well that, and that comes to the the idea that you got to be careful who you surround yourself by. You mm. need to surround yourself by the people that are truly holding up a mirror for you to mm. see uh, your great attributes. Because if you're surrounding yeah. yourself by people that are seeing things that they think are important that are actually detrimental to who you really want to be in the world. That's, that's not helpful. That's not a good growth and, and healing loving experience. So absolutely. Mirrors, mirrors are good. Mirrors Mirrors are so important, but they're also can be misleading. Hmm. They can be misleading because of this beautiful world that we live in and the systems and society that has said, you must do this. These people must be around you because dot, dot, dot. And all of those shoulds can often be a a deflector of who truly am I and why am I truly here? That's why it's important to surround yourself by a really good group, inner group. That's right. You lose it, then they can be like, okay, hang on. Remember? Remember this really cool part of yourself that speaks to your heart? Also, too, taking a lot of time away, you know, Mm. turning off the outside world. Even even like five, ten minutes a day can be huge. Obviously, I recommend a lot longer because I really enjoy that. But it comes back to that balance thing. If, if you're always living in the outside world and always giving people what they expect, what about you? What about what you need? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're not going to be any good to anybody else if you're not really nurturing the best parts of yourself. That's right. That's right. But it's hard to get to those best parts. No, it's, it's, it's our life work. It is. It is. It really is. And I, and I agree. 
Um, but as we're having this conversation, I'm also reflecting on the hills and valleys of my own life of truly stepping into the place of creativity and being in that space, but also being out of it from the full spectrum of doing, 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 and moving away from myself. And we talked about this other component of having balance. Where is that sweet spot for us all where we can do, but also be creative, right? That puppy is a moving target. It really is. <laughs> where it was yesterday is not where it is today. It is not. That is so true. That is so true. Um, we can have the assumptions just because we left our mug and coffee and purse or whatever on that tame table the night before the environment of it has changed the following day so it's very interesting and I don't know why it happens but I have days where I'm more tired and days where I have more energy Mm. so what I can expect from myself one day might be different than what I can expect another day so to be able to show up each day and go okay what works for me today and maybe Mm. Ah, maybe you overscheduled yourself and you really have to push through mm-hmm. or maybe you're surrounded by people that will get it if you're like you know what I need to take some time off today yes, yes. um but it, yeah it's just super important to check in regularly make sure mm-hmm. things are still going on good inside your little egg your little celebratory egg that's right that's so right so that what you're offering to the world is is actually something positive instead of grumbling. I, just as a quick story, I heard um, from somebody yesterday that they'd gone on this big vacation with family and they had one family member that they knew in advance was going to grumble the whole time. And they did. And it's like, what? why would you want to offer that to the world? And, and who, mm. how do you feel inside yourself if that's what's leaking out? Mm. I mean, how frustrated must you be inside mm-hmm. if, if that's just all you're offering to the people you love, no less. I don't know. Yeah. Be happy. But there's often a component that makes me think, do these people know they're doing it? And yeah, I asked that of my friend and she said, I, I don't know. But I also feel like it was a little bit of a power struggle the more I heard the story. It was mm. like, okay, this is how I can be present. You can all pay attention to me by me being grumbly. Okay. Well, okay. But does, does anyone want to hang out with you? Yeah. We don't know anybody like that, do we? Then I don't no, know no, anybody no, like that at all. No. And I'm <laughs> never that way, ever. <laughs> Not at all. We never act like petulant children at times. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get to build your your surroundings in the people who are allowing you to truly flourish in all the creativity, the empowerment, and really being connected to nature on a deeper level. How did all that transpire for you? I know you talked about your parents, but what happened in between? Yeah. I, you know, sometimes I feel like it's magic. <laughs> I like I'll wake up one day, I'll be like, well, how did this happen to me? But if, if I really had to find a, you know, an actual formula for it, I, I think it's that checking in. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, I, I keep positioning myself in situations and places and times where opportunities are available to me that, mm. that suit who I am as an individual. 
I've never worked really, really hard at achieving, you know, head, nose to the grindstone. I will have this land and this life. I just kind of, at a moment when a decision needed to be made, I was like, oh, hey, that decision looks better than that one. Mm. And I've always kept my values. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have different values than some people, I suppose. But, you know, my values are, will I be happy? Will there be free time? Will there be play time? Is there nature? You know, for instance, I chose the university I went to because it had really fabulous trees and was next to an ocean. Okay, I'm sure the educational part of it was good, but me, that was the deciding factor. Trees, ocean, I'm good. Beautiful. What a great way to make a decision. That's a note to self. <laughs> so by, by a whole lifetime of making these decisions, I've inadvertently or or through some cosmic so un, unconscious plan um have ended up where i've ended up and and if i wasn't happy here then i would change it mm -hmm. i'd make new decisions and mm -hmm. happiness i guess i'm always just seeking happiness as you should and as we all should which is which is why you do what you do so brilliantly you know, guiding yourself and others through their difficulty of not being happy and not having fun and not playing because they're stuck in a corporate structured environment that might not be inviting that to them. So, or, or even a relation. I mean, for me, the biggest shift that happened for me was about six years ago, um, being in a relationship that I just got bogged down in and yeah. needed to leave. So it's like, oh, okay. I'm miserable enough. The situation can't change. We tried right. that. So I'm out of here. And big, 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 yeah, big, very lovely thing to have done. Wow, I don't even have words for it, even six years later. <laughs> <laughs> big. All I can say is big. Oh, yeah. You take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because before we know it, it's all over in a flash, right? I mean, if anything, we know COVID has amplified that yeah. for us. So. Yeah. I've always had, I, I've had family members die. I've, uh, death has not been a complete mystery to me, but there was something about mm -hmm. that pandemic that I started thinking about my mortality. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm in my 50s. So it's not like, I'm not aware of time going by, but it's like, right. That really, that kind of shifted things for me. It's like, okay, yeah. no more, no more bad decisions. Just, we're done with testing bad decisions. Yes. <laughs> Let's just make as good ones as we can. And, you know. Yeah. <sighs> it's beautiful. And it's such a beautiful gift though, really, isn't it? Life yeah. and how sometimes we can dismiss all the beauty it has to offer by getting so granular in the doing, the action, and all of that stuff that can weigh us down, even though it's necessary, but adding so much weight on it can tip the scale of creativity way out there in the cosmos where it doesn't belong. Well, and I think sometimes, you know, there, there is all that stuff you need to do, but I think sometimes we think maybe more as women than men. I don't know. I can only speak for myself as a woman. I, I think that we think we're more important in doing some of those things than we actually are. So we need to take on more and do more. And, mm. and it might surprise a lot of us to find that the world doesn't fall apart if we let some things go. 
That's right. I've had some things on a to-do list that, you know, I'll do a to-do list for this week and the next week. And eventually those things just, they vanished. They didn't make it to the next to-do list <laughs> and the world didn't fall apart. They didn't get done or maybe they did. I don't know, but they just vanished. And That's right. It's all okay. So I think it's important to really look at that, you know, yes, we're doing, but do we need to do that much? Mm-hmm. And are we truly present in that moment of doing? Or are we just so out of our body by doing that we're just like, you can see a, a, a facade of somebody who represents you sitting at a computer for 20 hours a day doing check, 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 you know? It's a tough one. Yeah, absolutely. So with all this free-flowing and creativity that you have, because they're the words that come to mind when I see yeah. you and oh, I when that. I think of your, yeah. your offerings and your experiences that you share, that to me also comes in alignment to the energy world that we are living and how we are now pouring into the divine feminine and creating a beautiful balance from the masculine and the feminine, not to say men or those who identify as men don't have that quality because every single human being on this planet has both types of energy. So regardless of how you want to identify yourself. So how did that work for you by truly being in the in the feminine and in the flow and how, because that was a bit of a shift, especially welcoming and accepting it for yourself. You know, it's weird. I have always, I, I, there were female relationships in my life where there was competition and whatnot. I've always been drawn to really strong women that are super supportive and loving and, you know, that we build each other up. That's just been... Mm. Maybe, yes. maybe that was my mom or my grandma. I don't know where I got that, but I love, I just love feminine energy. Mm. I, I can't imagine basking in anything else to be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that's just a natural place for me. And, and I would like the world to move into more of that energy because it is, it's, I mean, think, yeah, maybe somebody had bad moms, but think of what a mom represents, you know, just that uh, you're seen, you're held, you're loved, yes. you're supported, you're, I'm getting, giving myself goosebumps. You're yeah, just, too. It, it's just like the most beautiful place to be. And, and mm-hmm. kind of for me, that's what nature is, or even yeah. the animals in my life. They're just like, I just want to be near you because I love you, you know? Yes. <laughs> and yes. Um, I, I started talking to my you know, cause I have land and we were on lockdown and not, I didn't see some humans, but started talking to my lands and land and they're developing next door. And I told my trees, I will save you. I will, I will protect you from destruction. And they were like, come on, we, one, we're older than you. And <laughs> we are going to save you. And it was like, oh yeah, what is this whole human ego? <laughs> I will save the world. It's like, oh no, it's saving me much or more than I'm safe in it right yeah just that place of like love and respect and nourishing it's yummy Mm. world needs more I totally agree I totally agree 
But it's keeping that balance. I mean, you you reference the trees and the land of one being the savior and one being to be saved, but it's the balance. They couldn't do maybe what they are designed to do as you if there was no harmony. Exactly. Perfect. And I think that's what we're looking at with these new energies coming in. It's to create harmony. It's not to poo-poo the masculine energy because we all need it, but it's to create a balance. It's to create harmony so we can come back into nature and be in that soft and nurturing space that you talk about when you Mm -hmm. reference mothers because you gave me the chills too when you actually (laughs) said that too. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it. This is always, I love when those happen because it's like, okay, this truth is being spoken. This is, you know. That's right. That's for right. us, at least. Maybe other people not. But for us, that's true. And that's, see, is. that's what I mean about listening to your body. Because mm-hmm. it's like your body knows. That's right. It just knows. Yeah. So. We don't tune in as not. We don't tune in enough yeah. to give it the credit and to give it the opportunity to speak to us on a different level. And it's even worse than that. I mean, I, I don't know how it is for other people, but, and it, maybe it's worse now because of social media, but growing up as a kid, we learned as girls anyway, to dislike our bodies, to hate our bodies and to realize that our bodies drew attention to us that we didn't really want. Yeah. So we had a really complicated relationship with our bodies and yet it's where we live. Yeah. So to like, you know, to get that relationship healthy again is, is huge. It's just it is. fabulous and fun. But and also, <laughs> abso- yeah, absolutely. It is meant to be fun. But even just to have a healthy relationship with your body, because there are, I'm sure, many individuals who have never had a healthy relationship with their body yeah. that oh, they yeah. can consciously remember. So that in itself, I think, is a, yeah. it's an exploratory journey as the hundreds and thousands of beautiful little sparkles are in that egg, creating <laughs> and creating and creating and creating, waiting for it to be broken. Yeah. So when you have the courage to go, okay, now it's time for me to break out of this structure and listen to who I am and have all this deliciousness come out. So, and you create such a beautiful space for that. I try for sure. (laughs) What does it mean when you talk about awakening a creative part of yourself? Because We talked about the masculine energy, but also the feminine energy. And it's the feminine energy that to be awakened, I believe, in all forms of life. That awakening process, what does that look like from your lens? Yeah, it's so weird. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we just realized that people that work at home and are creatives, we have a different rhythm maybe than some people. And I just blurted out, you know, sometimes I'm just standing there staring into what looks like staring into space, but I'm really kind of processing and intuiting and seeing what's there. 
so that I can take the next step. So for me, that, that feels like the feminine where I'm just, I'm open and I'm like, I get some of my best ideas, just walking through the woods, all of a sudden, you know, flash of lightning, whatever. Um, so that to me is the feminine of just being open and receptive and the masculine to me is, okay, now I'm going to go do that thing that I just yeah. got the idea for. Nice. So at the moment I'm living more in the feminine because the outside world is interrupting me, having my masculine have the time to go do these big projects I have in mind. Um, and that's, that's quite fun. So I, I guess I'm using my masculine in the outside world more at the moment. And my yeah. feminine is more my relaxation time and just wandering the land and getting inspired and waiting until the outside world kind of goes away a little so I can go play. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. As you get those creative nudges and inspiration yeah. from that beautiful nature that you're surrounded by. Yeah. yeah. Or just, I mean, if you're a painter, just staring at your paints, organizing your studio, you know, or you're, or you're walking through town and you see this really gorgeous child and you're like, ah, I want to paint that. Or, you know, inspiration yeah. can come from anywhere. Mine just happens to come generally from the woods. <laughs> yes. Nature is such a beautiful gift for that. Yeah. Um, in, in the minutest things of growing food, because I know that's been something yes. talked about a lot, especially over the last couple of years to gardening go and you know there's been lots of reference of going out into nature and getting into walking and appreciating the beauty of it especially as we go through all the seasons it's such a gift so many intricate little patterns that happen that put us into that space and i feel like it slows you down you know, because it is moving at a very different pace than we are. Mm -hmm. And that, for me anyway, is so important to just get out of that kind of that little, well, they always say the rat race, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if people are still doing that because we have, things have shifted mm -hmm. on the planet, but that go, 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 do, 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 you know, the to-do list. When you're out in nature, it's like, you're just there. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do the dishes or the laundry or go shopping or pick up the kids at daycare or whatever. You're just, yeah. you're just there. And so I think just the slowing and it's a, it's a natural place to be observant, which is for me where a lot of inspiration comes from. So like I said before, that bee digging in the ground, I didn't know bees dug in the ground. Now I go looking for it because it's the coolest thing to watch those little bee butts up in the air while they're digging. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> But just the observer and for, yeah, the seasons. Oh my goodness. It's been so much fun with the seasons. Yeah. With that space of observing and intuiting, has that take you on a deeper journey within yourself? And I want to say the astral world or the metaphysical world. What's that journey been like for you? Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely feel like it's a portal. For sure. I even have, oh my gosh, I bet. Um, my mom died back in my thirties and she left me this beautiful, she me, it just, I have it because she died. Um, <laughs> this beautiful wind chime, this really deep wind chime, deep sounding wind chime on one of my trees. And I go and I stand in front of it and there's something about it that it, it's like, it cleanses 
parts of me. And I've been really obsessed with putting the top of my head down towards it. Mm. And there's, I I don't know. It's just like, it opens up. Maybe it's that cracked egg again. It just Mm -hmm. opens me up. Shoot. I now forgot what your question was. (laughs) (laughs) The question was about your intuitive senses and the mysticism of the energy world. Yeah. So I think what happens for me is obviously meditation is, well, not obviously, but meditation is important in my life. And when I'm in nature, it's very similar. I Mm -hmm. I used to sit and meditate. Actually, I prefer laying down or standing or moving. It's like a moving meditation. And I realized at one point that because in, in meditating and connecting with the cosmos, I felt like I was in a certain, I could, I could feel it in my body where I was. And I realized at one point I can do that when I'm in nature. I don't necessarily need to sit to meditate. I can just be someplace and access that place in my body. If that makes sense. So it's, it's like a quick, yeah. it's like the 7-Eleven of <laughs> <connecting> <laughs> the universe. <laughs> get in there get what you need get out if that's what you desire yeah it, I hadn't thought of that it's it's definitely very much that way and yeah. you mentioned gardening a few times I think there's something that happens when we dig our toes and our hands into the soil yes that I don't know if it's the micronutrients or yes. I, I don't know enough about the science behind it but there's something that happens to yes. us as human beings well, you can feel it when you go to the ocean and all the, the, what are they? The negative ions. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the words. I just know how things feel. You okay. feel different when you're in that environment. And it's, right. it's, it's the same thing. I and mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. It is. It's powerful. It really is powerful. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you shared the wind chime situation because the vibration and the frequency in which chimes will invite will speak to us in a very, very different level. And I think with, so being more acutely aware of the sounds that are coming into our energetic space, be it cussing rap music or negative news, anything that's out there to be very, excuse me, anything that's out there to be really cognizant of, do I really want this in my sacred space? So important. Yeah, I, I mentioned the construction next door a while ago and they, they're putting in a lot of houses and they had equipment that was actually shaking the ground. So then my whole house is making noise. And I realized, I I mean, I totally took bird song for granted. I realized I just miss hearing the birds sing, you know, but for me, (laughs) it's just like part of my morning, this joyous cacophony of, I'm totally anthropomorphizing, but there's this, like we're alive, life is good, there's food, yes. whatever they're saying, or hey, I'm looking for a mate. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Oh, it's just so important. Yeah. So my goal right now is because I am working with my land is to build some kind of sound 
and, and there's, I've been finding lots of stuff online of people who build kind of like prehistoric mm-hmm. sound machines. I don't know what else to go. Oh, like mm-hmm. a drum is a machine. Um, uh-huh. so, so some kind of sound relationship, but I want the nice thing about my mom's chimes, it's the wind. Yes. That's moving it, right? So to, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find this relationship between nature and sound and my body, which also okay. maps into all the other stuff. So that's where, that's what I'm playing with creatively right now. My feminine's contemplating it. And at some point my masculine will go, okay, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this project going. <laughs> That's a really interesting combination because everything works in tandem on an energetic level anyways, right? It comes through the body, out through nature, and out through space and time. Yeah, we're all connected. I think that's one of the big things that humans forget is we are connected, you know? (laughs) This is, and hopefully the pandemic did point that out to people. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, the human beings, we're not separate. We're right let alone the earth and, and the atmosphere and everything we're, we're not separate entities that's right it's not us versus them it's us it's just us all of us the whole thing yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah so the more we can be loving and kind to ourselves yeah. the more that can emanate out exactly well and i think the kinder we are to ourselves the kinder we are to other people mm-hmm. you know that's right. I, all these people we see wandering around the world yelling and screaming about how horrible somebody else is. It's like, oh my mm-hmm. God, what's going on inside of you? You must, they probably hate themselves. And that's, mm. it's really sad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Projecting a little, a little more love that way and trust yeah. that they are open enough to receive it. Is yeah. perhaps one some- opportunity that we have. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hayden, this has been such a delight. For me as well. Thank you so much for sharing your stories, your huge nuggets of wisdom. And the analogy of this beautiful egg that I'm going to see hundreds and thousands of magnificent sparkles inside every time I get a little nudge to be a little more creative is I'm going to see this massive egg ready to break out. So... Thank you so much, Hayden. Oh, my pleasure. I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.